I want to share a quote by Janis Joplin. On stage, I make love to 25,000 different people, and then I go home alone. She was a singer-songwriter, only 27 years old when she died. She also said, you can fill up your life with ideas and still go home lonely. Now to be clear, I am not a proponent of her lifestyle, but I do wonder if her lifestyle came about because of her loneliness. And I'm sure you've heard this. The news from the past year or more has been saying that Americans are lonely and it's killing them. That it's an epidemic. That the world is becoming lonelier and there's some very worrisome consequences. It won't just make you miserable but the loneliness will kill you. And that's why it's a crisis. The Bible actually addresses this in several biblical verses, as Jesus at times was lonely too. In Psalms chapter 25, verse 16, it says, turn to me and, and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. But in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28:20, he reassures us, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And in John chapter 16, verse 32, Jesus said, Behold, the hour is coming, indeed it has come, when you will be scattered each to your own home and will leave me alone. Yet I'm not alone, for the Father is with me. And then in 1 Timothy, chapter 5, verse 5, we hear a bit about a widow. She who is truly a widow, left all alone, has set her hope on God just like Jesus did in that passage from John. Jesus was alone many times, and he was surrounded by loads of people a lot of times, too. He liked to be alone, and he liked to be among people. Remember when he went into the garden to pray, and he took his disciples, his friends, with him, and asked them to wait with him. He went by himself to pray. And when he returned, they were all asleep. Remember? And he kind of rebuked them, saying, couldn't you even stay with me this short while? He liked to be with his friends. With just a few of them at a time, or a whole bunch of them as at a wedding feast. And he loved to go to friends' houses for conversation and dinner. He loved to go fishing with his friends. He, he was a social person. 
just like we are. But then you went home alone. So this business of loneliness is nothing new. Looks like it's been around for a long time. In this article I read, it says that loneliness occurs when the connections a person needs in life are greater than the connection that they have. And that not everybody feels loneliness the same way or for the same reason. However, loneliness is experienced throughout each of our lifetimes. Sometimes, perhaps just a f for a short time, a few hours or an evening, but it can spiral if there's a traumatic event or maybe as we get older and more alone. Not new to us, really, but it has increased, especially during and since the pandemic. As you know, during the pandemic, delivery services increased. We were cautioned to stay home, stay inside, stay out of stores, all that kind of thing. And we did. And we started ordering our things from the grocery store and having it delivered. We ordered from Amazon, and we had that delivered, and on and on. When I retired, I was cautioned against staying home at the all the time. We were advised to go to the store often, maybe every day, just to get out among people. I must confess, it's really easy to stay inside. You get used to it. We were told to make the effort, be intentional about going places. We were also told not to drink by ourselves. Good advice, right? People started working at home. Offices were closed, and they didn't open up again after the pandemic was over. All those beautiful offices downtown Chicago closed, and now they're being turn, turned over into condos or to, for other uses, causing few opportunities, fewer opportunities for workers to interact. And I know that firsthand. My son's offices were all closed. He's worked at home. His supervisor for several years has been in India. Because of the time difference, they have to set a time, an appointment, that would work in India and in St. Charles, Illinois, just to talk. That just seems so weird to me. No first-hand, face-to-face contact. And it gets lonely. So if you're feeling lonely, you're not alone. One of the first things to do is to recognize that you are lonely and try to fix it. Try reaching out to someone 
to just talk for 10 or 15 minutes on the phone or get together for lunch, join a club, volunteer to help somewhere. We know all those things, don't we? But we have to make a genuine effort to do that. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, it says, Then the Lord God says, It's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. So if you are fortunate enough and find someone to marry and then have children, your life is full and so, so busy, isn't it? And then those kids grow up. They move out of the house, maybe across the country, maybe in another country, and you're alone. Being a realist early on, you realize, you know that's going to happen. Because that's what you did to your parents. And if the parents, meaning people like me, are or have been realists, they've made a life for themselves, haven't they? People, a lot of people I know, belong to clubs. They volunteer. They play bridge. They belong to a church and they bring food on the fourth. They do whatever else they can. They sing in the choir. They help with Sunday school, all those things. And still, like Janis Joplin, at the end of the day, we go home alone. Jesus, in spite of knowing when his, hearing his friends say, oh, sure, we believe in you, he knew they would desert him. He knew they would let him down. Still he loved them, and still he trusted them. He knew people at their worst, and still he loved them. It's quite possible for a man to forgive someone, and at the same time, to make it quite clear that he will never trust them again. But not so with Jesus. He could and he did forgive and trust. Remember, <clears throat> Jesus wasn't about converting people to a different religion based on himself. Jesus was about converting people to a different way of life based on his understanding of Judaism, a life of love, faithfulness, forgiveness, and justice. And even Joshua, he says in chapter 1, verse 5, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Meaning, no person is going to be at your side 24-7, all the days of your life. The only one, God. 
your parents, your spouse, your best friend, your children, your teacher, nobody. So, as they say, get used to it. It won't happen. In this passage in John that we read before, there was pointed out four things about Jesus. The first was the loneliness of Jesus. He was left alone by men, yeah, but never by God, our holy spiritual parent. We are never alone or forsaken because we always have God. The second is his forgiveness. For even though he knew his friends would abandon him, he didn't hold it against them. Jesus loves us as we are in all our weakness. Just as we love our children, our parents, our friends, just as they are. We know them, their pluses and their minuses. And hopefully, they can see us as we are and still love us, right? We can't love someone thinking that they are perfect because if we do, boy, are we gonna be disappointed. No one, no one is perfect. Remember that joke? I just came to my mind. <clears throat> I think God made a mistake when he made the avocado pit so big. Do you know how often library employees are the only person or one of the few people that someone talks to in a day? Whether this is a question and answer thing at the information desk and person or a call from somebody at home, these moments of connection matter. I have long thought that people need a chance just to get together and talk. It helps to talk things over about what's going on in the days of your life. I can remember back in the days when we women had a group called Morning Guild down at our little church downtown. I had young children then. My mother was gone. I didn't have an older relative to talk things over with. And it helped me to hear some of the older women, by older women, I'm talking five years or so, in our circle talk about things and to have someone to talk things over with, to ask questions of. If I thought things over, kept mulling things over in my own head, boy, did I get screwed up. But if I could talk things over with a few other women, listen to what they had experienced, it helped so much. And a few years later, I would walk down the street on lonely Sunday nights and visit with the Gustafsons. I didn't have any older relatives left. 
But I could visit with them and listen to them and ask questions and ask what they thought. And then I could meander back down the street a few hours later, full of popcorn and apples, and their love, with their words still muddling around my head. My thoughts perhaps a bit clearer, knowing I wasn't alone, even though I went home alone. I didn't feel alone. We'd solved the problems of the world. And even a few more years later, I found that teenagers or young gals or even some young guys were coming to me, came to seek me out to see what I had to say about something. Maybe to ask for a recipe or to ask about what veterinarian we took our dog to or some other burning question, just to make a connection, really, to know that they weren't the only one with a problem or a situation to deal with, to cure loneliness, at least for a few hours. Here's the thing. We can't take on a lot of these challenges alone. We need to be together. These are things that happened when we used to go to Pilgrim Park or Lake Geneva on retreats. It was an opportunity to be together, to visit together, to ask questions. We would search out some scripture and see how it pertained to us, what it said to us. We might work on a project together, like making blankets for kids or hygiene kits for battered women's shelters or Christmas stockings for night ministry. And as we worked, we talked and laughed. Remember those times? It was so helpful to each one of us to be able to delve into a story or a passage of scripture or to tell someone else about a situation, a situation that was troubling us, to be able perhaps to get a different perspective, to see things on a different level. And golly, did it help to get our heads screwed on a little bit better? Just to be able to verbalize something to another human being one thing, <clears throat> one thing I do, which means a lot to me, is to meet some friends every Saturday morning at our stadium for coffee. Just an hour or two every week, whenever possible. Some are Protestant, some are Catholic. Yeah, we do discuss religion, but not a lot. We do discuss some of our personal situations, upkeep of our houses, the weather. We always find something to question or to discuss. I sure wasn't aware that loneliness was an epidemic, but I can see where it could be so. Now, don't let that happen to you and I'll sure try to keep it from happening to me. 
And even if you do go home alone, just like Jesus did, you won't be alone either. Amen.